Hello everybody and welcome to WTS163 We're back Brian We're back Meryl Merrigan has returned from Trumpland in one piece Meryl, how are you my friend? Good, how are you Danny? Doing good, I'm tired, a little bit sore uh, I scalded me thumb Which I don't know, can you, can you see that there? Can you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scalded me thumb uh, whiskey, and, whiskey and stupidity, Graham, is the answer to that. It wasn't cooking at all. Uh, we we had a family dinner at the weekend uh, in honour of the lovely Oxana's, it was Oxana's ma's birthday. Uh, so we had a lovely dinner, um, had a couple of whiskeys, and uh, it was the dessert portion of it. And we said, I'll make the tea and coffee, lads. And they were like, fired away, Dan. Broke out the fancy coffee, the filter coffee, you know. Only the best, Graham. I think it's the best. I don't actually know about coffee at all. I'm a tea man myself, unless it's a hazelnut latte. Boil, <laughs> boil the kettle, put the coffee into the jug type thing that you. It's one of them ones you squeeze down, and uh, pick it up. The kettle's boiled. Grand. Pick up the kettle. I'm I'm pouring the water, and uh, I turn to say something to cubes, and as I'm saying it, like I'm going, that's not right. And I turn and look, and I can see myself like for this happened about five seconds. I'm I'm watching myself pour boiling hot water onto my hand, and I'm watching it like. And then it's only after about seven, eight seconds that I go, "Oh shit!" and stop. Now I don't know if that was the whiskey, or if it was just one of those things. You ever like have something happen that like it's far too progressed before you actually say stop? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so me me tome is fucked. Um, do you remember? Do you remember me in January when I put a cup of hot water in between my legs and forgot I couldn't feel my legs? Next minute, there's two big blisters. Didn't you do that with beans before as well? Yeah, I was storing a pot of beans, <laughs> and I I just rested it on my knee, like. and, and I'm storing away, and I'm like. Why am I re- Oh my god. And yeah. then I just get two big blisters on me knee. Yeah, man, yeah. So, uh, moral, moral of the story, kids. Don't be stupid and don't play with hot things. Clumsiness. Yeah. How was your holiday, Graham? You're looking very fresh. <laughs> Thank you. It was brilliant. Um, there was about 20 of us, family and friends and stuff. So, And I just want to point out, sorry, sorry for going to cause you, that is not an exaggeration. There was literally about 20 of you. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not when like somebody goes, Oh, there was like twenty of us and there was three people. There was <laughs> half a Bally Brack was in Orlando, like <laughs> that was we were like the Griswolds. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, but Keith Kelly was there as well, an absolute gent. Keith and his family. It was very um it was very warm, very hot. Like mm. I've been to Orlando, that was my tour time, being there June, September, October, and they were all roasting. But the the humidity is just very sticky. Like very we did close, the Halloween Horror Nights again. Very what? Very close, was it? Yeah, it was very. Yeah, it was. And yeah. um, we did the Halloween Horror Nights uh, again. That's probably one of the best things I've ever done. Did you shit your nappy? Yes. <laughs> and that night, that night um, was just so warm. It was mm. so sticky. Sticky icky. And you're queuing up at like it opens from seven till two in the morning. And you're queuing up to get into all the houses. And the Stranger Things was real disappointing. Me and Carl and, and Albion, my dad's friend, uh, queued up for 65 minutes. What? And 
Yeah, the queues are mad. That's the thing about Orlando. Like, if you're going to go to Universal and all that, um, expect queues. Like, the three times I was there, I didn't notice... And I didn't notice any kind of seasonal difference in the queues. They kind of were all 40, 45 minutes. And some of the attractions, like the roller coasters and stuff, if they're not accessible, I can skip. So the Hulk in, in Islands of Adventure, beside it's part of the Universal. Yeah. First day, we rocked up and there was 15. I says, can I skip the queue? And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, just go up there to the lift. And I, and I says, he says, how many of you are there? And I was like, oh, there's 15. He goes, yeah, go ahead. So there was 15 of us skipping a queue that would have been 65 minutes to get on a roller coaster. <laughs> and we're just getting up the lift and we get off it. And I said, your man, any chance we can go back on it? And he goes, oh yeah, just wait again. So we got on it twice. <laughs> but there's people in the queue for 65 minutes. <laughs> the American Express just rocking up. Like... Uh, we did it in Alton Towers years ago as well. Yeah. Not the family, but the, me mates. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it was interesting. I got talking to a taxi driver um, one of the days, and uh, he was saying because I was saying, "Jesus, it seems to be very di- busy." I think we we opted to go in October because it might have been a seasonal like a bit down. But yeah, I said that to him. I says, "Jesus, it's very busy everywhere. It seems to be very busy." And he says, "It's not really." He says, "October." He said, "Because of Trump." <laughs> It's usually trending at 1.3 million visitors, like Orlando as a whole, mm. International Drive and all that. He says we're trending at about 700,000 so far. He says the Canadians and the Mexicans have stopped coming in because of Trump. Yeah. They don't want to give America their money and all. I was like, what the hell? So you're missing like 500,000 tourists. Now, that's what he's telling me. I don't know how we can prove that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I know my man and I normally go to Florida every year. And they normally mm. go around September, October, whenever they can kind of get the deal they're looking for. Um, I haven't been in 20 years. I think last time I went, I was 10 years of age. So it's literally 20 years since I was in Orlando. Um, but, like, they were saying the same thing, that, like, it's kind of just about off-season, but you're still getting the good weather, and the hurricanes haven't come in yet. Now, mm. hurricanes started to come in as you were there, but, like, it didn't hit where you was- were. No, it was it was on the west of Florida, and we were in the east. But we did get yeah. storms from it. Yeah, yeah. But um, when it was like my old man is like, I said they go to Florida every year, and he's just being like, no, nope, not while that lad's in there. I'm not going. So, <laughs> the hurricane? No, the uh, Trump. Oh, really? So they haven't been since. I think they went once, but he just he kind of felt like it was a different America. It's not the America like me, dad. Like I he's like a lot of people with that age. He's he, he's he'll kill me for saying this. He's sixty this year, like you know what I mean. So he's a lot. A lot of people that age grew up with America being, you know, like he lived through the Kennedy assassination, the, the whole the the influx of American culture into Ireland, the whole denim scene, you know, like the the Americana and all that. He's MTV. That was maybe a little bit after, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um. Yeah, he's always had a kind of fascination and and a and a kind of love of America, like the, the space program, putting a man on the moon, all that kind of stuff. Like, I did, I haven't noticed. How many times in America? Think I think I've been there. This is the first time since Trump, maybe. Mm. And I, I didn't notice any difference. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, I suppose it depends on who you talk to and what you look for, doesn't it? Like, I mean, like if you were there in a group of 20 Irish people, it's almost like you have a little community already. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and if you're doing team parks and all that, like, so, you know, I don't know how much mingling you would have done with the locals. Or how yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you're just taking from the taxi drivers, and taxi drivers are lovely people. 
shout out to Ishmael from Palestine, who was a taxi driver for us for a few days. Lovely, lovely man. Great beard. He collected us one day, um, and his two kids were in the back of the van. <laughs> he had them at a football match, and he was bringing us down to downtown Orlando yeah. on on the Sunday we were there. And he's like, "Sorry, I'm so late. I was watching football. I was watching my kids play football. Open up the door, and the two kids are sitting in the back row." <laughs> That's amazing, man. Gas. <laughs> yeah. Go, glad, look, glad you had a good holiday. Glad you're home, safe and sound. Yeah, great holiday. Um, it was it was all go go go. So there was no re- like in the heat and the queues and all. Yeah. You're kind of just wrecked. So I'm still trying to get over jet lag. Yeah. Now I don't want to dwell on it because it's been and gone and it's old news and it's done and dusted. But you were yeah. over there while uh, Khabib versus Connor happened. I was. Yeah. I was watching it in Miller's Ale House in Orlando International Drive. And what was it like watching it with an American audience? Um. Well, they were loving the fact that they were watching it with Irish people. Right. Like they were loving that gimmick, and they were buying me drinks and doing tequilas and all with them. Stupid! I was dying on the Sunday. Yeah. Um. That was it, really. Like it was. It was yeah. It was grand. I usually watch them either in the house or I do be there. So I'd never gone out to watch it before. So yeah. I didn't. We they didn't put the sound up. I don't think. Um, in terms of the fight, it went pretty much how I thought it would go. In terms of if Connor couldn't get the finish within the first two rounds, I think he was going to be in for a long night, and I think he wasn't. For a, I think he had a long night. You're, you're saying that now, but in the week of the fight, you were putting up everywhere. Connor first round, yeah, that was just ah yeah, ah, yeah, go away with that. I man. I put it up everywhere that. Uh, if he if he doesn't get out of two rounds, it's going to be a long night. I, I and I even said, think that's being generous. I think it was going to yeah. be if there was the first round. Uh, I I I said it a long time ago. I just didn't think Connor would have an answer to to Khabib. Like I just didn't. Um, like it's I felt not, a bit disappointed though. Say again. I felt a bit disappointed. I felt in in terms of Connor's performance, I was expecting. Remember the Connor. That fought Diaz too. Mm. It seemed to be so tactical and technical. Uh, there was, there was, uh, there was meaning to everything. But this time, he just not the, not the. Jeez, I'm not, I've never gone into a cage and I've never been hitting, so I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm hard. Like I'm not going to be too critical, but I just didn't think. Not that he wasn't bothered. It was probably, I think, he was overwhelmed, and I think he actually underestimated Khabib. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did underestimate Khabib a bit. I think, like, I'm not saying McGregor is a one-dimensional fighter, but critics will always point to Connor has the best left hand in the business. But if mm. you if you can neutralize that, Connor hasn't got a whole lot. But the problem is his left hand is so good. Not many people are being able to solve that riddle. Mm. But like you mentioned the, the the Diaz two fight and like everything he done there had a purpose. There was very little yes, exactly. true. One of the things that he utilized brilliantly in that fight was leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was I was expecting that this he was, time. He was never gonna throw leg kicks against Khabib, who would just grab the leg and drag him down. He was trying to avoid the do you know what I mean? The mm. take the takedown was always in his head. And I just thought like <sighs> look 
if you, don't, if you forget, don't forget as well though Khabib floored him Connor's never been floored I was going to say yeah let, you know what I mean like let's let's not forget even on the fee here there's an argument that Khabib got the better of him yeah. now I know for, look for the first time in Khabib's career he lost a round Connor did take a round off him but yeah. Connor lost a round before that 10 you know like so people who are calling for a rematch to me I'm kind of like I don't want to see a rematch to me th- no, being, like, I think I think when you're out when you're out of the octagon for two years, mm. you should expect some sort of ring rust. Yeah. So I mean, I think I, I don't know whether look, he's box office particularly yeah. in America. So you, I can see why the fight was given to him, but at the same time, with ring rust, I mean, should he have taken a in quotes mediocre lightweight competitor as a warm up before it? Mm. I mean, Tyson Fury's after coming back in the boxing game after a few years out. He's not going to go straight into getting a title shot after giving up his belts. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. Yeah, I'd agree with you so, there. I do think that so he, he probably should have got a warm up. Yeah, should he've got a warm up? I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a huge appetite to see Conor McGregor against Joe Duffy. I've a huge appetite for that. I don't know if I do. I, do, I really don't yeah. know if I do. I don't. I think. Since since the last fight, I think Connor has improved immeasurably. I think Joe Duffy has he's improved, but nowhere near at the same level. So I'm not sure. I do want to see that fight. I think it would have been a perfect warm up for Khabib. P- potentially, yeah. I think the thing now for the, for the UFC is, and we can talk about all the antics in a second. But let's just presume, as is the case with with, with this, as always. It'll be a slap on the wrist and business as usual. The, the fight, yeah. the fight we need to see is Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. Yeah, yeah, big that, time. That, that is the only fight the lightweight division needs to see right now. Where does Conor go? Probably a Diaz trilogy. Yeah, I think I think he had in his head that he'd be taking the belt into a Diaz trilogy, which would have been a perfect story. But um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, yeah, like maybe, and that would have definitely added a few extra shekels on it, and he's mad into the shekel fights, but I think Diaz Trilogy probably, or, like, who else have you got? Maybe, what, Kevin Lee, maybe? You know? Um, you ever see him go back the other way? No. No, I don't. If Max Holloway comes up, which is a real possibility, they could fight at 155. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a money fight, though, is it? Of course it is. Two former one forty five pound champions going at it for a title eliminator. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I like I, I yeah, don't no, I, I don't think Max Holloway is done at one forty five, but like Max Holloway is still a young enough guy and we've seen he has he had trouble with weight cuts now. I know there's a multitude of reasons for the problem with the weight cut. But I think either I I think regardless of the result against Brian Ortega, Max Holloway's next fight is at one fifty five. I think Ortega wins that. So do I. I love Brian Ortega. Love him. I think since he came back, um, he's been absolutely brilliant. It's so impressive. Yeah, he he's on a tear like nobody else at the moment. It's unbelievable. Like he's deadly. What did you think of the afters? Ridiculous. Absolutely. Like ridiculous isn't a strong enough word for it. Um, it like there's no. There's, say again. It was completely ridiculous. There's there's no excusing. Um. There's absolutely no excusing Khabib and Khabib's team's actions, but then there's like to play devil's advocate. I think people who have absolved Connor and made Connor this almost 
holier than thou, innocent victim. I think they need to have a long, hard look at themselves as well. Um, Why? I know what McGregor's stick is, and I know his whole thing is like the whole psychological warfare before the fight and all that. But there comes a point in time, and we've talked about it before, he cut very close to the bone with Jose Aldo, I thought, um, even with the Diaz and, you know, the, the the Mexican gangster references and the way he was talking about some of that stuff. Like, there's a very fine line between what McGregor does and even even the Mayweather fight. And we had a long discussion about it with the Mayweather fight where we thought, look, there was the talk Connor being a racist. And we were like, he's not a racist. He's just naive, I think, to some of the things he's saying and, and, and his reach maybe with that. With, with Khabib, we seen a situation in the press conference where McGregor walked out with the whiskey, poured him a drink, and when Khabib said, no, I don't drink, I don't ever drink, and that was all Khabib said, and he was like, what do you mean you don't drink? You backwards cunt, what do you mean? And then it was, you backwards Muslim cunt, and that's where I kind of Did went. he say that? Yeah, well, like, I mean, that's what people have quoted and all that, like, he definitely made no, a reference never said, said, He never said backwards Muslim cunt. Okay, fair enough if he didn't. But either way, it's not as if it's a secret Khabib's a Muslim. So to call, yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like, no, but there's a, huge, there's a huge difference between saying backwards Muslim cunt and backwards cunt. Well, yeah, fair enough. I, I take the point. If you didn't I, was watch, I was watching it and I don't, like, I'm, I'm open to be... Yeah, I, uh, see, I, di- I didn't watch it now. I'm, I'm going based off I what don't, I've read. But, so it could I don't be that people... Now, I didn't enjoy that press conference one yeah. bit. So I think I would have remembered if he said, you backwards Muslim cunt. Yeah, and in fairness, it probably would have got more attention. But it, it could very well be that I've misinterpreted it here. Like, I as I didn't watch the press conferences. I kind of have no interest in watching the press conference anymore. Um, but either way, it's not a secret Khabib's a Muslim. So for him to turn down a drink and him then to start saying, like, you're a backwards cunt based off that, I just thought, like, mm, all right. And then the whole thing about insulting his dad, insulting his family, insulting his country. Like, essentially... I think what's happened here is McGregor created this perfect storm. You know what I mean? He he everything that he had done with other people, he done with somebody who comes from somewhere where that is not tolerated. So mm. the the aftermath it, it boiled over essentially. It completely boiled over. And you've got somebody like Dylan Dennis in the background shouting shit. And Dylan Dennis is a fucking idiot, I think, personally. I I just I don't I don't get the appeal. I don't understand. He's achieved fuck all. So it's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. He's a world champion in jiu-jitsu, man. Look, I, I don't say this to be disrespectful to jiu-jitsu, but there are fucking thousands of world champions in jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? Like, I mean... His his his, his first win in Bellator was impressive. Anyway, that's beside was, the point. It was a toe um, and it was against a fucking can. It wasn't that impressive. Look, what I'm getting at here is that Connor has responsibility and a burden on his shoulders in terms of the blame for that incident and as well as that when you play the footage back Connor swings a dig at one of Khabib's lads long before any of them swing a dig at him why did he swing a dig at Khabib's lad though probably because they were mounting at him no because they were all running out of the cage because Khabib jumped out of the cage Khabib jumped out of the cage at Dylan Dennis because Dylan Dennis was shooting off his fucking mouth man do you know like this is what I'm saying to you like but Dylan Dylan was doing that because uh, Khabib was being abusive to Connor after the bell. Like, if, Connor, if Connor, Connor talked a load of shit, like when Brock Lesnar done that, when Brock Lesnar done that to Frank Mir, you know what I mean? There was there wasn't half as big a furore about it. Do you know what I mean? When Conor McGregor jumped the cage at Jose Aldo, nobody gave a fuck. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, there comes a point where it becomes this... Ta- he was attacked thing. by three of his fucking buddies, though. He was attacked by three of his and buddies after he swung a dig at one of those buddies. So you think it's all justified? I, no, I never... I, at the very start of this, I said what happened was inexcusable. But Connor has a portion of the but blame. But you're making a point for it to be excusable. No, I'm making the point that Connor has a portion of the blame and Connor is not the victim. I think he's not an innocent I think, party. I think, I, think, um, I think the USA has a lot to blame. Of course it is. Um, I mean, for that, uh, that, that uh, bus incident was scumbaggery, tuggery. Yep. And the story. Now, now that they've used it, I'm starting to think, was it a setup? I don't think it was a setup. But look, the UFC is a money-making organisation. All they care about is the dollar bills that come in off their back of something. So if they have something, and you hear Dana White yeah, saying then it, the promo, it was, the promo was like Dagestan versus Dublin. Yeah. You know, that's going to sow hatred into the crowd anyway. Well, this, this is it. This is what I'm saying to you. See, I've got that case where... And look, Dagestan is a part of Russia where there are two things. There is Islam and there's fighting. I mean, after that, there's not a whole lot there. Like, So when you but, come up against these I mean, lads... I think, I think Khabib could have been the bigger man here on, on fight night. And he goes on about with respect and yeah, his completely religion. Completely agree with you. I think it, I think, I think it was awful. And I, th- I think the two incidents were awful, um, the bus incident obviously, and and th- this incident. But I will, what I will say as well is that I think if if Connor had knocked him out and beaten him, I don't think the incident would have occurred. I think you, what you would have had would be a situation with Connor and Nate Diaz where they actually respected each other. I think Connor would have went over to Khabib and hugged him, and 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 you know you'd seen it, you seen the pictures from round two, I think it was where Khabib was talking to him and Connor was like, it's just business, man. It's just business. You know, and that's not excuse. I'm not saying that's excusing. I'm just saying, no, I, you know, I think there's a way of representing yourself in the octagon. You've, you've, the build-up is all about building up to the fight and you get to have your two cents or your say there and then. And I, I and agree that, with you. And I agree with you in theory. And I, I completely agree that Khabib should have been the bigger man and said, that's it settled now. That's it yeah. settled. Yeah. But, what you're saying then about it being build up and you know what I mean it is build up until it's made personal and you insult someone's family you insult someone's religion which is very dear to him well, you, you insult somebody's country every UFC fights exactly but that's, that's the very point I made a couple of minutes ago that what works just because you got personal with Aldo and it made Aldo crack do you know what I mean doesn't mm. mean that it's, it's, it's making it alright to do it to everybody else in the sense that he always goes close to the bone. And we've talked about this with nearly any guest we've talked like Like Davey Hannigan said it before as well. You know, when we had him on and we talked about the whole thing of like where McGregor was like, if this was a different age, I would have went into his favela. Horseback. Exactly, and all that kind of stuff. And like that, that's very close to the bone. Do you know what I mean? And this time, I think... Like he's bringing how is that close to the bone? What do you mean, how is it close to the bone? The favelas are notorious for being like, you know, a slum part Sploops. of Brazil and that kind of thing. So, yeah, but they're still going. So if he, if Valdo's from the favelas, and he's just like painting the story, if I was back in that day, I'd storm into the favelas and and batter him. I don't see how that is close to the bone. Because he's coming in and he's he's saying I would go into your backyard amongst your people, your culture, and I. What's wrong with that? I think. Are you shitting me? You, a Sinn Féin supporter, who has a problem with the Brits coming over here and taking six counties, but you have no problem <laughs> with Conor McGregor on horseback riding. How is it any different to King Billy on horseback riding across the Boyan? 
if you've no problem with McGregor riding into a favela on a horseback, you've no problem with King <laughs> Billy crossing the boy on horseback. <laughs> and that might be that might be the best quote I've ever had. <laughs> heel, heel, <laughs> boo me, boo me. Um, what about Child Salmon getting absolutely battered? Yeah, I thought he would. To be honest with you, like I love Child, absolutely love him. And Fedor is about fourteen years past the sell boy day, but like Child is not Have a heavyweight. Allegedly. <laughs> look Chael Sonnen I love the guy genuinely I love the guy but he's not a heavyweight and he needs to know that like he's not a heavyweight you know that what I mean um, is Ryan Bader a heavyweight though uh, well yeah I would say Ryan Bader is I think he was cutting a decent bit of weight to make light heavyweight in the UFC um, man Bader versus Fedor like one, <laughs> one part of me thinks it should be an easy night for Ryan Bader Another part of me goes, ah, maybe Fedor has one more in him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Every so, time Fedor fights, though, you think, ah, oh, he's one more in him. Especially with the liberal testing that Bellator have in place. For him. Say no more. He's like, Brock Lesnar going back to WWE. Ah, oh, listen, man. Good Lord. But, uh, yeah. Are we, did we finish the McGregor conversation in total, did we? <laughs> uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is I think the love affair is well and truly over with him. Um, I think... I think the love affair ended uh, from the Mayweather press conferences. I think so, yeah. I think so. I think... Um, I think that the charm and, and people's affection um, has had run out from him during that because that those um, Mayweather press conferences were painful. They were. They were absolutely god-awful. Um yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. For the record, I don't think Connor cares what oh, happened that. Oh no! Look, it's very, very simple. The the hundreds of millions currently sitting in accounts with C. McGregor Esquire attached to it. <laughs> he could not give a flying fuck what a flap a fat bloke sitting on a sofa in Port Leash thinks. That's for definite. <laughs> and 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 more power to him. Yes, soaked by his dogs. Exactly. Yeah, more power to him. Do you know what I mean? And I just want to clarify, just want to clarify, that's not a weird fetish. Before we started recording this podcast, Lupo, one of the dogs here, was in here biting me feet. I just want to, want to I'm not having Graham Merrigan cast aspersions that I'm out there fucking paying people's dogs to suck me toes, man. I won't have that. <laughs> that's, what I meant. that's what I meant. I will um, not have that. That is out of order. I want to move on and um, ask you, about the presidential election, and do you know who you're voting for? If I vote, are you? Are you? You're not voting, are you? Uh, I don't know. Um, like, th- th- there's two reasons. One, like Michael D. Higgins, th- like th- the other should all just bow out gracefully, stop costing the taxpayer money, and just give the keys of the artist back to Miguel D. Higgins. The second yeah. part of it is this fucking blasphemy referendum is a pile of shite as well. Oh, fill me in on that, will you? Yeah, it's a referendum to remove blasphemy as a fucking crime from the Irish Constitution, essentially. And do you think that it should be removed? Yes. Of course I do. Well, like, I mean, anytime you say Jesus Christ, you're at the risk of the law. Like, nobody has and ever... Do- I don't think anybody has ever actually been criminally convicted of blasphemy it's a fucking nonsense that it's there in the first place 
So what? Yeah, what's the point of it? Like exactly. So that's why they're saying because it's never going to be a referendum that's going to be held. It's never going to be like a, a an Eighth Amendment referendum where it's a big, huge thing you have to do on itself. It becomes prudent to piggyback it onto the back of something that's happening no matter what. So they always do this presidential election and what piece of shit part of the constitution needs to be thrown out. Throw that in there, real quick. They tried to do it with the with the the doll in the last or the Shannon in the last election. Remember? Mm. Yeah, yeah, trying to abolish it. Exactly. So it's always the one the referendum that is never big enough to stand on its own. They throw in with the presidential election to try and save a few bob. This time, and do you think, it's, it's do you think people do you, th- do you think people will um, want to get rid of it? Ah, yeah, yeah. It's only the holy joes that don't. Right. No, um, I was talking holy joes, but you know. I was talking to someone the other day that said that it should be kept Who? because he doesn't believe um, a friend of mine. Name and shame. No. Name and shame them. No way. Name and shame them. Um, I'll edit it out. Not really though. No. Um, uh, he used the example like that somebody shouldn't be allowed to go on radio and kind of say uh, Muhammad, your Muslim religion is shit. Well, and we need we need something in the constitution for that. That's that's what I was a bit confused about. Why no. is it in the constitution? No, why do we need a law for that? You just need yeah. common decency for that, or else you need a radio. Don't be host. a dickhead. Exactly, everything, everything, everything boils back to don't be a dickhead. We do not need a blasphemy law to tell us we can't say something like that. This nameless yeah. friend can fuck off. <laughs> Heal. Heal. Heel, heel. <laughs> well, um, what do you think of the the people from the Dragons then going for the candidacy? I think it's a joke. <sighs> yeah, it is a joke. Like, and then you have uh, your man Peter. What you call him? What's Casey? Peter Casey coming out and talking absolute nonsense about travellers, accusing uh, the president of spending taxpayers' money money on, on dog grooming. Like he's he's clearly watched the Trump model and thought like I know that's what I'll do. He's an idiot. You think he's that naive? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's that stupid anyway. Like I honestly think any of the county councils that nominated him should have a long hard look at themselves and 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 just cop the fuck on. Yeah, it's. Sean Gallagher as well is absolutely boiling my piss. <laughs> boiling my piss is a great expression that doesn't get enough out. Um, he needs to get down off me. D- did you watch their like uh, all the candidates done like a sixty second pitch to like RTE and they put it up oh, on Twitter? And you see Cormac Moore? Yeah, I did see Cormac Moore's uh, yoke. Is that what you're on about? It's the same video. I wasn't. On, I was talking about the the one before Cormac had his fun with it. Um, but I just couldn't believe Sean Kavanagh's one. The what was the sentence? Um, Sean Gallagher. Sean, yeah, Sean Gallagher. What was it he said? Uh, was it we we've put him under pressure? We've river danced across the world from Dublin to Dubai, from Salt Hill to Sydney. Uh, was it we we wear our country's smile on our face and something her warmth? Oh no, wear our country's fo- smile on our face and a candle in the window lit a fire in our heart. I can't believe you know all that. I'm going to stop you there, Sean. I'm going to stop. When has anybody <laughs> ever said the thing 
that, that when has anybody ever said a thing about a candle in a window lighting a fire in anybody's heart ever who's your speechwriter Sean because take the fucking crayons off them give them a P45 <laughs> and stop wasting taxpayers time and money right enough of this you Sean enough of this Sean right Take your baldy little head, shine it up, and fuck off back to wherever you've been for the last seven years because nobody gives a fuck what you're saying right now. He said last night that he wants to represent people with disabilities, and that just annoyed the shit out of me because he's he was born he was born he was born blind or something like that. Yeah, sorry. Can I just say, bro? I'm really embracing the heel character tonight, and I'm loving it. Yeah, he was he was uh, born born short sightedness, and he said he wants to represent people with disabilities, but people with disabilities like haven't heard from him yeah. he's never supported any campaign with the disabled especially the un uh protocol yeah. where was he for that yeah the treaty and treaty for people with dis- disabilities he's absolute spoofer and to try do you know what's hilarious right seven years ago um 2011 he he was a fianna Fáil member from 1981 to 2011 and he's trying to say that he's not a fianna Fáil candidate yeah, I know. Like, he's... <sighs> Him saying he's not a Fianna Fáil candidate is the equivalent to me saying I'm not a West Brit. And, and how, you know, the, the... You're a dickhead. You know the... Uh, you know the compensation he got off RTE for that tweet that Pat Kenny read out? Yeah. Like, that, 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 that information was true. I know. So how did he get so much compensation? Oh, I can't remember, to be honest with you, man. I completely ignored the story. Um, Matt Kenny shouldn't have read out a tweet? It was something to do... There, there was something in it that wasn't true, clearly. There was something about... I can't, look, honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and, and read about it. Yeah. There, there was clearly something in it that wasn't right or wasn't true. But, but, it, no, but, but it was it, true. Um, he, he took a brown envelope. See, I don't think they would have paid out if it was completely factual. There was clearly something about it. That I couldn't no, he said on that interview, yes, I took a brown envelope. No, yeah, but but there was something about it. He may have taken money for something. But I don't think he was saying, yeah, I took a brown envelope, as in I put it in my back pocket, <laughs> and that money was resting in my account for the foreseeable future. I don't of course think it was. was. It's been a father. I, I don't think he was saying it like that. I think he was more so saying, like, yeah, I, I, I took money for x purpose but it was posed on the show as it was for purpose y not pur- i don't know i i'm yeah i'd have to go back and read it man to be honest with you but he's a chancer he's a spoofer the way how i see it is uh i think michael d is going to be 75 percent, and i think Lee, uh, the Sinn Féin candidate's going to be second because she's actually been very impressive in, in the debates the rest of them are just awful um yeah, I think Michael D will uh, moonwalk his way into the Aris. <laughs> Imagine he moonwalk. With, with the two dogs in tow, immaculately groomed. Taxpayers' money or not, I think those dogs are an asset to the political class of this country. Asset to uh, society. I think Sean Kavanagh will most likely come second purely because the people from Cavan will vote for him. Because nepotism is what happens when you're from there. Sorry, sorry, incest is what happens when you're from there. Nepotism nepotism comes after that. Graham, they don't even have the internet in Calvin. They're not going to be able to hear this. So don't you be worrying your pretty little face. Oh, 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 oh. 
healed, 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 healed. Yeah, and then I probably would say uh, uh, Miss Sinn Féin will take tour place. Follow closely yeah. by Gavin Duffy. Do you think? Oh, that's sorry, you think Gavin? Sorry, like, sorry that, that's extremely disrespectful of me. I just completely forgot the Sinn Féin candidate's name there and it referred to as Miss Sinn Féin. That's bad crack. What's her name? I just completely forgot. Leah something? Leah Oriana. Leah Oriana, yeah. Leah Ryan, yeah. She'll come to her. She spells her, ne- her first name gore- in a gorgeous way. L-I-A-D-H, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, it's only a fodder short to be in your wet room, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I generally think she'll finish third. Gavin Duffy will finish fourth. Uh, I think... I, I think she'll finish second. Ah, she. I think Sean will be her. Do you think? I think... Honestly, I do. I think, yeah, I think it's it's an easy... If I was doing a forecast in the bookies, I'd be going Diggins, Kavanagh, Leah, Duffy, um, your one, but what's set I, up? Darkness I think Gallagher harmed himself, though. He made he made a boo-boo there on Monday by not showing up to the debate because the president didn't show up and all the other candidates were there. Like Graham, and he did, Graham, sorry, he was too busy lighting candles in people's windows. <laughs> he's too busy doing judo and going over on his knee he's now wearing, he's he's wearing a knee brace he thinks he's Vladimir Putin oh my god man what an absolute goober you know absolute ridiculous. goober I can't wait till it's over because it's it's ridiculous like. you know I'm just thankful there's another royal baby to look forward to Graham <laughs> what do you think of Harry and Meghan having a, a, a beautiful bouncing baby I and, could not give a flying shite. And, and, you know, they were in Dublin about 14 weeks ago. You don't announce a pregnancy until about 12 weeks. Oh, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? I genuinely don't care. That child is going to be called Bolya Ahaclea Windsor. <laughs> I imagine. Telling you. It's mad the way they're not Mountbatten, isn't it? <laughs> What? And what? Come on, move on. Move on to what? What would, what would you like to non, discuss? What would you like to discuss non, next? Non-royal family topic. Very, very well, Graham. Very well. I'll let you have your way this time. What would you like to discuss? How long, how long have we been waffling? Uh, 37 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, indeed. Yeah. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Anything else that I can continue my run as a heel? I'm loving this because what's 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 happened off the back of this, and it's the only reason it's happened. Because let's get something straight here, Mero. All right, you are the face of the podcast, but I am the fucking brain of the podcast, right? So you can go out there and you can cut your promos and all those other podcasts, and you can do all your other external podcasts. But I'm at home here keeping it warm and keeping it lit and the only reason that this podcast is where it is because of me right so the next time you run your mouth in another podcast you just remember Mero you just remember what just remember to get your toes licked off your dog (laughs) (laughs) I run this podcast yeah I'm sure man I'm gonna see you at Wrestlemania bud (laughs) <laughs> see you at Scrapper Mania Scrapper Mania that's right yeah. yeah oh good god I'm loving the heel character tonight bud loving it 
Um, Actually, there's that. Do you know what? Former guest of the show, friend of the show, and current WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch is on a tear at the moment. She is getting huge reactions. I can't believe it. <clears throat> Delighted for her. Delighted for her. She was, she was an absolute diamond when she talked to us on the podcast there. About, what was it, about two and a half months ago? I can't remember, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, well, it was early, earlier this year anyway. Like she, and around the time we were kind of saying, like, geez, it'd be great to see you getting the belt back. Ah, look at her go, huh? Didn't expect her to get Stone Cold reactions. I tell you, man. Fair folks were. Mm. People love, people love a heel, Mero. People love a heel. She's still single as well. Is she? Well, I don't know that for tr- certain. And purely based on her social home? media. You that was why you were in Orlando. Loud wrestlers live in Florida. You were born and through the Tinder, were you? <laughs> she lives in. I think she lives in LA, actually. Oh, does she? Yeah. Right. I I'll, I'll, I'll kill that UFC fighter that broke her heart. Cool hand, Luke. Yeah, Luke Sanders, is it? I can't remember the second name. I just remember his moniker of Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, Cool Dope Luke. <laughs> oh, man. She could do better than him. She could do better than and go off of me. It's good. Someone tag Becky on this podcast on Sunday and say, Mero wants you. And include a couple of them uh, heart eye emojis, please. Yes, please. They'll win. They, they would win over the coldest of hearts. Danny, do you do the lotto? Uh, only when it's worth about 140 million I can because <laughs> I convince myself oh, that's just waiting to be won <laughs> never do it for 5 or 6 just in the hundreds yeah exactly when I see the euro millions creeping north of 100 million I'm like best get, down, <laughs> best get down the news agent and buy an L3 euro quick pick <laughs> with plus always with the plus Mero Always yeah. with the plus. I've no always idea. I've no idea what the plus does, but when your one says we're plus, oh god, yeah. Danny, I was texting when I was away, um, mm-hmm. uh, about guest ideas and ideas for the podcast. Yeah, and uh, next year I, I I got the itch and I want to do another live show. Yeah, you mentioned this to me, already and uh, I swiftly either stopped replying or changed the subject. <laughs> 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 you wrote, you wrote, you wrote back. Yeah, you you do it, and I'll be there. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, oh my god, man! I'm still scared from the two we done last year. I loved them though. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I, I didn't, love, I didn't love the prep. I didn't love the prep. What do you mean you didn't love the prep? I done all the prep. You turned up. I mean, <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I, I didn't love the prep. What? Get the. F- I didn't. <laughs> I didn't love the prep. I need. I need. I need. I need to go on record here. I need to go on record and say yes. Danny wrote all the show. What I meant by that is that I didn't like the lead up to it, not the prep. Good shit, man. I thought I was actually gonna have to like. I was gonna break character there and not be heel and just be serious and be like, what? What are you talking about? Um, I'd love to do like um. I'd love to do like a series of like uh, conversations with. As opposed, remember the format we did was like a game show or, or in the live show for the podcast festival we did like a, a, a wall board. Yeah, I'd love to stick to our format because we like our listenership has kind of taken off the last four or five months in 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 previous numbers like, and yeah, I think no, people look, like look. I think people like our style like. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself here, but like, yeah, I think. <laughs> so. I, I think so. Um, and again, as I was saying to you earlier, you're the face of the podcast. I'm the brain of the podcast, Meryl. So you know, I take all the credit for that. This is my achievement. All right, I, yes. I am a two-time Irish podcast of the year. Right, so. Thank you for acknowledging. I'm that. gonna I'm gonna put a poll up on Insta Story and say, "Do you want another live show?" Yeah, and, and if that goes tits up to, <laughs> for me, <laughs> if, if if you put a poll up saying, "Do you want another live show?" I don't care what the vote is. I'm doing the opposite of it. Ah no, we need we deal, do one before deal, next May. Deal. Before next May. <clears throat> this is really a discussion we should have off air. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like something when we do this one-to-one uh, podcast that it is discussions know, that are yeah. just conversations. So we're we're letting we're letting people in now. People having a listen, being like, "These two lads are after leaving the production meeting on. What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> Tell you what, you can get this on Patreon. Yeah. Oh Jesus, Patreon. Yeah. Um, thanks to the lads that have stuck with that. We completely forgot about it. <laughs> Feels back to Patreon curtain. Um, lads, but if you want actually, yeah, no, do, do you know what? Right? Go on to Patreon. Yeah, yeah. By all means, commit to the Patreon because I'm making a promise to the lads who are already on the Patreon, and anybody who does join the Patreon that's out there somewhere. Um, if you are on Patreon or you join it, you get to go to the live show free next. When we next, yes. Do it. When we next do it, so so we're doing. I'm not saying when, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, be, could be twenty thirty by the time we get around to it, man. Um, now look, yeah, we will we, definitely look. Get the point. Within the next twelve months, we'll have done at least one live show. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I said at least one. Okay. Deadly. Yeah. So Vicar Street. <laughs> if you're listening, Vicar Street, we're coming, baby. Oh no, I was gonna say Vicar Street. If you're listening, send us the number for the three arena. You're too small. Oh, yeah. The heel is getting over. You're too good to be a heel now. Nah, man. I'm always going to be a heel. Do you know what I feel like? I don't feel like Stone Cold's run as a heel. I feel like CM Punk's run as a heel. Oh, missed that guy. That's what I feel, yeah. I, I keep dreaming he's going to come back, man. I don't he won't. He doesn't. No, nah, he doesn't give it. He has the money. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, look, lads, tell you what, actually, right? Tweet us at WTS Pod or uh, indulge in Merlo's Instagram stories, which he loves putting up, and um, tell us if one you want a live show, but two hit us up with guest suggestions for a live show. We, we, when yes, we, when we do a live show, if any of have been to them before, we go big. We try to put on something special. So think as mad or as outside the box you want. Nothing's off limits. Absolutely. Unless it's Donald Trump, because he'll most likely be in prison by the time we do the live show. I've been hearing that since the day he was inaugurated. I know, man. These things take time. Mueller's going to Can they still? Mueller's going to Do you think? Yeah, definitely. By when, like? (sighs) He has turned enough of the rats that he is in the lair and has his eyes set on the king rat. You know what I mean? There are, yeah. enough, there are enough of them now that he has that have either entered into plea deals or that have been found guilty. He's doing an old school mafia style, the way they used to get the old mafia bosses. They'd go and they'd get some of the 
lower ranked lads the lower ranked lads would rat on the middle ranked lads and the middle ranked lads would always turn over and give up the big boss right he's well on his way to get the big boss it's mad isn't it are you following it, like, all the time? Not all the time. I dip in and out of it, because there's only a certain amount you can take before you lose your sanity, like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, and he's an absolute moron. <laughs> oh, oh, did you hear him during the week? He, he done a U-turn on the whole climate change thing, and he was like, I'm not saying climate change is definitely happening, but it can change back. No, no Donald, it doesn't work like that, bud. <laughs> like, somebody needs to sit him down and explain to him, like, you know what I mean? Like... Oh, he is like dealing with an absolute petulant child and I really feel like he could benefit from a session in men's hair co. <laughs> I need to go as well. So do I, man. I'm, I'm approaching a month since I got a haircut, which is fucking outrageous. Yeah, I, I got a cut a week before, my, or about eight days, nine days before my holiday, which is probably a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah, probably was, all right. Uh, come here, you wanted to talk about Ireland and the football. I don't know why, but you did. I know, I, I don't. I'm too depressed about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah, it was an awful shit. What's the story now? Are we relegated from this made-up competition or what? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Pretty uh, much. So what happened? The good news is that we might win the next group. And then we go back into a tough group where we get relegated. So are we in this vicious circle now, are we? No, if you win if, uh, if you win your group, you're in with a chance to get a playoff for the actual Euros. Right. So, like, could you get relegated, say, three times, and then in the fourth one, when you're in the shittest group of all, you could win that, and suddenly you're in with a chance of going to the Euros? Yeah. And you tell me rugby is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, you're, with, you're, with, you're within a chance to be, get to get a playoff. But the, the group qualifier still happen in March. The qualifiers still happen in March. Then that's the the Nations League was just to replace uh, some of the friendlies. Okay, right. So, so there'll still be qualifiers, but the Nations League you can also qualify. Yeah, through a playoff position. So, is there no playoff positions in the qualifiers anymore? Is this making up the playoffs? No, they've expanded the Euros. Oh no, they already did expand the Euros. Um, I think it's only the top. Top team goes through, and then maybe the first or the best four second position goes into a playoff, and the other four winners from the Nations League go into a playoff. Nonsense! I cannot wait. I could, I, yeah, I could got, I could have got that completely wrong. That's my understanding, either, and I didn't really read up in it. Either way, I cannot wait. Cannot wait for the safety and comfort of November. Where there are no wasps, Graham, and also there's rugby, Just, rugby internationals. They're on Channel Four, Danny. What's on Channel Four? The Ireland Autumn Internationals, is that right? They are, yeah. Channel Four have them as well now, yeah. yeah. They just bought. They just the, bought it. Just bought the rights, yeah. That's it. From BBC. I think it was from BBC, yeah. I think so. It's mad, isn't it? All the sports just changes minutes. Well, that's they believe that you know what I mean. Live, live entertainment is where money is at in TV at the moment. It's either on Netflix or it's in live entertainment. Live, live. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the autumn internationals. The old uh, not the Heineken Cup, European Cup is back as well. Yeah, it's a good time to be a rugby fan. Let's get Adam Redman back on the podcast. Actually, absolutely. 
Absolutely. We've a list. We discussed a list of about twelve people, so we're Absolutely. we're good till twenty nineteen. We we've a list as long as Terry Belia's member. <laughs> <laughs> will we leave it on that now? I think we will, man. Yeah, I think we will. Right, out. <laughs> it's been it's been great to touch touch base with you again, Graham. Thank you. Um. Yeah, lads. Thanks to me and to everybody who listened in to the Christy Moore episode as well. Uh, the reaction to that was fucking phenomenal. Uh, Christy was a gent and yeah I genuinely blown away by some of the feedback that Merlo got and passed on to me mm. um, yeah Merlo do you want to give them um, the options for all 162 episodes what preceded this one yeah you can go any podcast provider just search WTS pod you can go to WTSpod.com you can find us on Twitter at WTS pod and you go to Facebook facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. Well, man, you can go. Did you say WTSPod.com? Yeah. All right, so I got distracted by the news on the telly box there. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, he's you at Merrick. He's at Dan Joe Murray. But don't, don't at me. I don't want you to tweet me. <laughs> As he says Isn't with his with his <laughs> eyebrows over the glasses. <laughs> Isn't that what people say on Twitter? Don't at me. When don't at me. When they're making... Or, uh, they put out like a very obvious bit of information and it's like thanks thanks for listening to my TED talk and I'm like fuck you oh stop fucking goobers I had some of those I laugh at when it says thanks for listening to my TED talk of course you do oh right believe it there until and next you know time what? do you know what right? I can't like Hulkamania remember Graham Hulkamania came to an end and I cannot wait till I end on you oh you can't wait to end Merigamania exactly American Mania will never do this heel torn has just been torn up a notch American Mania will live forever until that n- note until next week clear eyes full hearts you will always lose <laughs> can't lose too sweet <laughs> Jamie. good luck look, look.